You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Coming at you from an undisclosed location in Marietta, Ohio, it's Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. What's up? Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How was the uh, comic thing? Wasn't there a comic thing this w- past weekend? Uh, the future tense. <laughs> Are we doing this past you- tense, future tense, yeah. or present tense? Yeah, as of Friday night, we're recording tomorrow, I'm doing the Classic Plastics Toy and Comic Expo in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Uh, annual thing they've been doing for several years down at the Art Center. Uh, so I guess in a couple episodes we'll have a recap of that, but it has not happened yet. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking at, it looks like snow in the uh, forecast, mm. so I don't know how that's going to help this second day of attendance yeah yeah my daughter's got a volleyball tournament down Southside parkersburg mm-hmm. on sunday all day and i'm like please don't snow yeah. please don't snow all well, right let's, let's see let's get to the breaking news here instead of talking about something that hasn't happened yet <laughs> <laughs> well i thought i it mean if we lie. must <laughs> <laughs> i don't lie seth i tell the truth of all things challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shut my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game, where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. Are you doing? My turn. Shall we play a game? So. Yeah, go ahead there, Mr. Famous uh, <laughs> Podcast Guest. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is a big, big time. Rubbing big elbows. <laughs> we have talked before about our friend of the podcast, Rich Summer, star oh, see, of Mad Men. As soon as you told us this, I had that thought. Remember, we used to call Larry Hama imaginary friend of the show. Yes. Yeah. And then he shared one of our posts, and mm. we talked about him. Right. And we've called Rich Summer imaginary friend of the show. <laughs> well, not anymore. Right, we have... We've, we've willed this stuff into, <laughs> into We have two friends of the show. Uh, he has had a podcast. Well, okay, like I said, if you don't know who he is, he was a, in Mad Men. Um, he was in The Office for a couple episodes. Yeah, he was. He play, He was dating Pam. Wasn't yeah, well, he was trying. Yeah, he was trying to. Hmm? Glow? Glow? Glow, yeah. yeah. And tons, tons of stuff. Lots of movies too. Anyway, just a kind of play. Always plays kind of the everyman, yeah, average Joe. Yeah, good, good guy. Anyways, he's a big board gamer, and he has a podcast of his own called Cardboard, and he just kind of randomly does it. He likes doing a radio show type version of it where he gets call people calling in and talk. Just he just wants to talk about some games. Anyways, kind of hasn't done it. It's fizzled off in the last few years, but he decided to do an episode, and I it sent out an alert on my Twitter, and I was like, I'll call in. <laughs> so 
Straight from the bath to the That's right. I was <laughs> yep. in the bath. Yep. I was like, oh, well, I'll call in here. So I wasn't naked when I got on there. <laughs> anyway, I talked to him. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes here so you can, uh, if you want to listen to that. Um, about 28 minutes into the episode, I call in and just chit-chat with him. And, and he remembered you? Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. From your previous, uh, yeah, we <laughs> recalled South Offenburg. When you when you call into the show, it like you have to leave a little blurb, you know what you're calling about, and now you know it it text voice to text what it is. He's like South Offenburg. Anyway, yeah, you remember I made that figure for the last Friday game, and he gave us a, our podcast a shout out at the end there. So yeah, he did. So it may welcome anyone that was referred here by Rich. Um, we talk about games all the time. Oh, so my God. Stick around. But game. Yeah. We are looking at a wall of games right here. And, <laughs> and, um, but, uh, yeah, well, I mentioned we're do, doing... I'm remaking that Riverdale game, and we're going to be on an upcoming episode. We're going to be playing it. It's silliness. Matching it up with the actual Riverdale show. So, anyway, if you want to listen to that, Cam. Um, I just talked about to him about some of the games I've been playing. Betrayal Legacy. I think I told you guys before um, a legacy. What a legacy game is. You it changes as you play it. It's you rip up cards and you know a lot of things happen. The game changes every time you play. You get you get a new new pieces out on the board. You might open up boxes and there's new cards and all kind. Of, anyway, it's fun. It's a neat way to the story changes and. Uh, we've really. This is like a haunted house game. I think the first episode of SoPro I was ever on, I talked about betrayal, house on the hill, and um, <laughs> anyway, I. So this is the culmination of that coming full circle. Anyway, it's a great game. We're having a lot of fun playing. So if you like, if that sounds cool, if you like horror, and you like like board games, and you like the idea of the story changing and things, it's a really cool game. And and. We had fun, and that's what I always worry about games not having much replay value. When, oh, I know all the twists and turns. Like we're really gonna play it again, and these right. just go full out. Like, no, you're not gonna play this. Right, again. it's <laughs> always gonna be different. And it, like, okay, for example, with this game, you you play it 13 times, so that it's gonna change the story. It goes basically, you go through every generation. Like you pick, you make up a name for your your character at the beginning, and then. The next time you play, it's twenty years later, and it might be their now. This time you're their daughter or something like that. And if you lived, if you were the winner of the first game, you're alive, so now you're older. And is that interesting? You kind of make up your. It's a lot like an RPG. You're making up a story as you go along to go with it, with matching up the details. But it's a lot of fun. Um, and I have talked about the re, re, latest time stories. I love that game. Did, you said you had some gaming information. I do. I knew we were exciting. talking gaming, so I brought something <laughs> out. The only game I know literally anything about, HeroClix. <laughs> uh, WizKids, the makers of HeroClix, just announced a licensing deal with Hasbro. Oh. So we are getting Transformers, My, My Little Pony, mm-hmm. Transformers, mm-hmm. and G.I. Joe HeroClix. Nice. Wow. Fans have been... you know, There are like fake mock-ups, and people have made yeah. their own kind of versions, but people have been... Wanting this for a long time. They've done the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was kind of the top of everyone's list that people wanted. They've done a couple sets of those. They've done you know, uh, Mortal Kombat and, and several movie tie-ins and some things. So this was 
especially G.I. Joe and Transformers. That was the, the biggest wish. But I think, you know, the ponies is a cool avenue yeah. for younger players. I'm sure the rules might be a little simplified, but they've these are the, the pre-painted miniatures that have a dial on the bottom, and then as combat goes on, you click the base, and, you know, the number of hit points, and then your statistics change. You either get weaker or you get a new power or, you know, you might gain stealth because your character would run and hide and try to protect themselves. So the game kind of change, your, your abilities change as the game goes on. And then in the years since, they have introduced different, con- they, you know, they, they gave a Batmobile that Batman could drive. So they had rules for vehicles. There are rules to switch characters in and out of the game. Like there's a Punisher figure who has a bazooka you can switch him with a Punisher who has a rifle, and you know there's different. You can do different kinds of damage. So they've already have the whole. You know anything you want to do with a transformer, you want to drive him around the. <laughs> you want to drive him around the board. You want to transform him to different abilities. Like the the mechanics are already there, and I am hyped for a GI Joe team of like you know building a whole army of guys. Like that would just take me back to childhood of like, <laughs> oh, who do you want on your team? Well, I gotta have these guys. You know the way you always. Yeah. Built your armies and set up yeah. your guys. Like I will buy everyone they make of the GI Joe clip. So I'm looking forward to it. That's that cool. should be expected later this year. Cool. Oh, I wonder if that if they'll have anything at Gen Con. Oh, if there's any exclusives. I know. You're, you're bringing That's some exciting home. now. Yeah. I'll come back with an armful of uh, just be. You got to get that William Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> You gotta got to mail in the the flag points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, they would have to make that. That yeah. would be amazing. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty neat. I'm excited about that. I've never, I've never actually played HeroClix. I, you know, it's fun. It's simple enough. I said you can learn it in two minutes. Yeah. Like the mechanics of it. It's. Oh, it you looks have simple. movement, you attack, got numbers defense. On there, right? Yeah, it, that's so simple. But like I said, there are just a rainbow of different powers, abilities, and this one. Is good against this one, and this one counteracts that one. Like, it's very complicated. The more, if you want to make it complicated, it yeah, can be very complicated. Right. Pretty cool. Um, that's it. Let's move on. You down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? You know me. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You know me. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Why are you the way that you are? I was trying to read that upside down, and I, I don't think I understand it. All right, it was my turn this week to pull a fortune cookie out of the pile. These are just kind of getting to know you questions, icebreaker questions that we give each other every week uh, to learn a little bit about ourselves. As that seven-minute intro lets you know. That's right. Um, this week, the question is: What movie or TV show did you tape off of television as a kid and rewatch? Oh my gosh. We all had VCRs, I assume. We all had. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. No? I, I tape off a TV. Whew, I taped a lot of stuff off what of television. You know, yeah, it's like what... Uh, but like was, a, I don't think there was anything that I like taped a bunch of or something and rewatch. 
I know there for a while, like mm, somewhere around 1989, um, the Disney Channel premiered the new Mickey Mouse Club. (laughs) And I loved that show. And it was on every day, five nights a week. And I would, because our routine with the neighborhood kids, we went after school, you'd ride the bus home and we'd make plans on the bus, like what we're, where we were going to all meet up and what we were going to play or whatever. So it'd be like, you know, oh, we're going over to Johnny's house to play, you know, wiffle ball tonight till dark or whatever, or football, you know, we're going over, we had different different front yards and backyards equal different sports if that makes any <laughs> well, sense yeah, you gotta worry about the landscape right, and right. where you there's did. room to do stuff yeah so uh i had to go i had to tape the mickey mouse club and uh and re-watch it later every day so that's the first thing that came to my mind now, did I'm, you did you tape over it every day or did you keep a i would have it, of them? yeah i would have it like a running when did vcrs <laughs> come out vcrs uh, Oh, like the what 70s. year did the Robin Hood, <laughs> Disney's Robin Hood, come yeah. out? Yeah. Uh, well, it came out on the VHS in like eighty three or eighty. So that when we or, we probably got our first VCR eighty four. Yeah. We were right in there. Yeah. I actually think I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> like by the time you could record stuff off, the, we I mean yeah, so I was still recording stuff in college. So I I, mean, I know what you're saying, but everything. It's not like there was like anything. I'm like, I have to have every episode of this. And yeah. anything, anything on TV. We record, you set your VCR like you set your DVD. Yeah, the question you, is, and rewatch. Right. Like, is there something like you over and, and over and over, over again? Because yeah. Yeah. we had, you know, one of those big TV stands, and the bottom mm-hmm. was like a drawer you open. Yeah, we just had tapes. Yeah. And they're still down there, I'm sure. <laughs> oh Actually, God. one summer, I don't know if I was in college or high school, I went through and like cataloged everything we had taped <laughs> and like, off oh, the 32 minute mark. Yeah, this episode of Magnum PI, or you know, whatever right. it was. But yeah, we had, <laughs> I think Empire Strikes Back, and I think that's one of the reasons everyone says Empire's the best. But that's like the one Star Wars movie we had on a tape. So I rewatched it and rewatched, and like I was bored with it. Yeah. After years, so like when I saw Jedi on, it was something fresh and new. So yeah, the stuff we had on tape, yeah, we wore out because you know, having three channels or whatever. Yeah, like, I remember like if it was like HBO free preview weekend, <laughs> yeah. like we loaded up. We were in that TV. We we got the TV guide. And we were like you know highlighting things we wanted. Oh to record. god, we were freaking religion central. <laughs> you think we had HBO? No. But the other thing I will say, um, and maybe this is a better answer. I still have the, like you said, the VHS tapes, but we had Christmas shows. The Christmas specials from the 80s, we would record them yeah. and watch them over you and so over and over. Like, I mean, <laughs> Disney and Christmas. I'm sure you had some great football games on there, you, you taped, right? Watch oh, them over yeah. and over. Well, you know, it was the Browns, so not, not, not that many. <laughs> but yeah, we, we really did. And I still have those. And I, like, I remember when I was probably like 18 and I had moved out of my parents' house and I didn't have cable or anything. And when Christmas time came around, I remember getting those old tapes out and like watching all the old 80s uh, commercials in between. Oh, it yeah. was The commercials were probably better than most of the right. shows. Yeah. Well, we had Tremors and Red Dawn on one tape. I think Actually, I think my neighbor had that. So we would go to his house every day in the summer and watch one of them. <laughs> And then, like, you know, come in, you know, from a break, 
to eat lunch or whatever. It's like, well, are we, are we watching Tremors or Red Dawn? That was the that was the <laughs> one question. But yeah, we recorded stuff. Like I started getting, you know, my, like I said, we had drawers full of stuff that you just kind of record as you miss. But then, like I'm OCD and a completist and everything, so I wanted before we had DVD collections and stuff. Like I would record uh, Batman the Animated Series and mm-hmm. just record them back to back to back. Or the Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, I did. I had like three tapes of Animaniacs. Went through and cataloged what episodes I had and what bits were in each one. So this was episode thirty-two. <laughs> At the eight-minute mark was a Good Feathers skit. Wow. And at eight seventeen was a you know Pinky in the Brain. Like so, I knew where I could find all my favorite bits. Yeah. I didn't have a chapter search. Had to go to the right thing. But I did that with Speed Racer. Uh, I was late high school. They were playing it on. Co- uh, Cartoon Network, and I saw they were playing like the first episode was on someday. I'm like, oh, I'm mm. gonna start it. And I started recording. I wanted the whole series, thirty some episodes, and then they moved it to like 11 p.m. It's like, well, you know, if they're still playing, I got to keep recording. And they moved it to like 1 a.m. And I'm like, I'm losing sleep, but I got to stay <laughs> up and record these because I edited out all the commercials. You have to make them all fit on the tape. So, <laughs> yeah. and then college, I brought a second VCR in because we had to do some school project and we had to edit tapes together oh, you're getting high tech so for the rest of college we just had two vcrs and anything we rented we would uh, <laughs> we, yeah. would, we would steal you know off the rental tape so i got a ton of movies taped as well so yeah yeah i mean we rented movies but like i said they were pretty strict about anything we could watch and we like i said we use vcr all the time but it was just like record what was on that week and watch it we record over it yeah but there yeah. was no series i was like re- taping to keep forever yeah at one point i probably wished i had like when i was a little kid had recorded like gi joe and stuff like that but you know you, it was on every night or every afternoon you didn't worry about stuff like that but there was th- always something on. yeah yeah but yeah i i, I like that question yeah I'm surprised. Like I'm totally surprised by my answer. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm as TV as anybody. But I feel like I was just watching everything. There's too many new things coming on. I didn't have time to tape anything. Watch and it we later. didn't. Ha- we weren't spoiled to like you know nothing was on demand. It was if you missed the episode, you got to wait till they rerun right, it month right, and months yeah. later. So, yeah, yeah. You think we would be recording more because of that? We had less options, but really, pretty cool. Okay, what what now? Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, Barry, run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Hmm. So what's been on TV, Jordan? I've got a million TV things. Did you record them on your VCR? I did. <laughs> well, the most important one, for some reason, is Jeopardy at the moment. Does anyone pay attention to Jeopardy uh, I'm Ken Jennings is blabbing about something on Twitter, but I don't know what he's talking about. I, I, I'm not a regular viewer, but it's a good thing to just have on in the background. That's about the time I get home a lot of nights. So as I'm getting dinner ready or whatever, I'll just have Jeopardy on. It's just easy. And I just happen to have it on, I think, last Monday. And it starts, and Alex comes out and talks to the crowd. And he's like, well, welcome. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, they've had what? the format of Jeopardy for 40, 35 years. Yeah. 
They are in the middle of the Jeopardy All-Star Games. They brought back 18 players, and they've done Tournament of Champions a bunch of times. But this is a team game. The, the, you know, the, they had team captains draft three-person teams. And they did it. They put it online. You could watch the draft live. And there's a fan fantasy league. So you could go on, you know, I don't know, oh. Jeopardy.com yeah. and, like, pick a team of your favorite three. And they keep score of how many questions they get right, how much money they make. And you can, like, you know, there's, it's like playing fantasy football. You know, you yeah. keep stats. Mm-hmm. So like, Sounds good. So I have been obsessed with this whole week following <laughs> So is Ken playing? Ken is one of the team captains. That makes sense, yeah. And there's several familiar faces if you watch Jeopardy at all. How many all. teams are there? Uh, 18 divided by 3. Okay. 6. Yep. Let's check the math on that. Yeah. It checks yeah. out. Right. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> but each each game, all three have to play. One plays Jeopardy. One plays Double Jeopardy. And one does Final yeah. Jeopardy. So okay. you have to strategize. Mm. Well, do we want our strongest person out front to try to get the big score? Do we want them on the second half? Do, you know, so you have to kind of yeah. strategize each game and they have to everyone has to do you know one you can't have the same guy each time so that's just been fun to watch hmm. a different way to play jam right yeah how how long is this going uh, on i think about 2 weeks cool i wish i would have watched that hmm. i've been watching a bunch of reality tv i'm just going to i'm just going to own it <laughs> i watch garbage tv i watch good There's stuff no such thing as garbage tv yeah. are you watching oh, this okay. mass singer deal no, I, okay. I, I never got into that. My parents, they like reality TV, and yeah. I, we were over at their house uh, last night, and uh, or Wednesday night, and they were watching it, and I was like, what is this? Right. A no, lot I, of people were watching that show. Yeah, I mean, that's very popular. It's yeah. just not... I, I think it's almost over. It's it, over. It yeah. is over, okay. yeah. I, they had, I mean, I saw the thing where they revealed who that one guy was, and... I was like, well, I mean, I'm sure it's over. We can say T Pain yeah. is that who it was? But everybody was wondering, and the other one was Donny uh, Osmond. Yeah, I think people knew. I always heard people knew. Oh, this one's Donny Osmond. Or whatever. Nobody, I guess, knew this was T Pain. Anyway, whatever. I didn't watch it. I've got other garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I well, Survivor's back. That's not garbage. I I I've never missed a season of Survivor. Season two hundred. Yeah, I love it. They're put. It's in the. Mid to high thirties, as far as they do two a year, um, it's always good. So I'm excited about that. They've had a couple episodes. Um, this is one of those seasons where they're you're not necessarily out when you get voted out. They put you on some other island, so people have a chance to come back. Um, has anybody ever watched? I mean. Back, did you guys did you watch Real World Road Rules? Oh yeah, yeah. Back in the day, no, you never watched those. Yeah, I Jordan didn't. Uh, well, you watched Real World. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, Big I, time. I, I always watch that. You know, mm-hmm. all the Real World seasons, and then they had Road Rules, and yep. then they matched them up and had the Real Real World the Road Rules Challenge. It, yeah. Well, it's like the uh, Bill Simmons. Always, it's the fifth sport. Is yeah. the, is the challenge, <laughs> and. It's one of those things where you just, as you since you have watched all of this over the years, you get to know all these characters. Is it still on? Yes. I had no idea. It's huge. Really? It's one of the, I mean, the prize, it's so big that the prize is 
enormous. It's oh, a the million. challenge. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, they don't even do. I don't even. I don't think they've done real world for years oh, now. Yeah. Road rules hasn't been on forever. It's just the challenge. Okay. They just do different. Are plays. they still the same people? Yes. Oh my god. Well, they bring in new people. They constantly add people from other things. Okay, because but, the real world premiered in like 1993 or something. Oh, I right. mean, forever ago. I mean, but it still has a, people from not from the earliest seasons, mm-hmm. but like that Johnny Bananas from uh, I think it was Real World Miami or whatever, and CT. You remember him? Yeah. Huge guy from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him. Boston. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. He's still on it. He's got his full dad bod now. But he's still on it, and he's still like intimidating. That was a things. long time yeah. ago, yeah. Anyway, my point is, it has turned into this huge thing. There, I mean, the prize is a million dollars. That's a that's yeah. a big prize money, and there's there's a lot of good stuff if you get to know these characters. They're like, and they have a a thing where a couple times. At the end of the season, you have a partner. It's usually, a lot of times, it's they match up with somebody you're an enemy of. You don't mm. really like them, and then at the end of the game, it's happened a couple times now where, at the end, they have scored you two separately, and one of the two gets to choose whether you split the money or not, or you just take it all. And they've just take the money. They're like, you two won a million dollars. Now you get to choose whether you give five hundred thousand dollars to the other person, and they they don't. They just keep it, and it, it's like, oh, it, it's, that's crazy. It's good. It's good drama. Anyway. I remember when Judd Winnick was on that. Yeah, that was, Puck. He was there with Puck. Yeah. He still, yeah. Judd's still married to the girl he met on. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. Anyway, the. Uh, yeah, because I think he just recently had an anniversary and he was tweeted something about her and stuff. I mean, and anyway, the current season, they've gone all out. A lot of new people they've brought in are like Ninja Warriors and Olympic oh, okay. athletes. Mm-hmm. There's a couple winners from Big Brother. So it's Anthony like, Scaramucci. Yeah, yep, exactly. He's on there. But it's like these people are like all Omarosa. super... They're like super athletes, a lot of them, and it's like you really <laughs> competing against the competitions us. are like serious. They yeah. beat the crap out of each other. So anyway, it pays off if you've like seen all, watched all this garbage over the years, and you know who they are, <laughs> why they hate each other. It's kind of amusing. So anyway, I know you people out there are watching that crap, and I have one more <laughs> I got to talk about. You guys remember the show? It was like 15 years ago, maybe not that long. It was called Temptation Island. Uh, I, I saw they were bringing it back. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I remember the original on, run. It was on Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Briefly. I re- yeah. I, well, I remember watching that back in the day. And it was like they have these couples who are like committed. Which probably, was probably not a lot of competition back then. Like that was a novel. Right. It was a big thing. deal back yeah. then. Yeah. Now there's a billion reality shows. But anyway, they it was... You're in a kind of a committed relationship. People have dated for a few years and don't know whether they're gonna get married or not so they send them to this island or whatever and they put it's a resort i mean they're awesome mansions or whatever and they split the guys and the girls up and they put the guys with a bunch of women looking for love and the opposite in the other house and you know they just try to you know just break them up try to break them up anyway so they redid it i don't even know what network it's on whether it's no usa idea. or something like that anyway they redid it i was like i'll check this out and oh it's so <laughs> amusing to me 
Because they put this girl... Because basically all the women are like, I have been such so terrible to my boyfriend all this time. And now I now they're being tempted and I look like a horrible person. This one girl, though, she was all... It was her idea to take her boyfriend there and he didn't want to go. She takes him there and she's like... She's like, we'll just test ourselves or whatever. Immediately, he falls in love <laughs> with some girl and like is just like doesn't want to be with her anymore and she's regretting never coming there. It's the best. Thing. I just love that she r- ruined the, her relationship. Oh. So, that's all I'd say about that. I just love that this girl did the stupidest thing ever and brought her boyfriend there and he just immediately had sex with some other girl and didn't care about her anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, garbage TV. I love it. I just thought it needed to be said. I know people are watching this crap. I am. Oh yeah, we watch plenty of stuff we don't ever talk about. Right. Yeah. Either, so. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> um, Better Things is back. That did did you watch that show? Uh, I've seen a few here and there, but never committed. Pamela to Adlon, I think her name is. It's in the style of like Louie, but where it's just they may sit there and just listen to music or something. <laughs> it's such a carefree show. You're just, like supposed to be watching. You know, almost just she's just living her life and dealing with her kids and things. It's pretty good. I I've I've liked it. Season three just started. Uh that's about about it. That's a, yeah. The only thing I have is my wife has kind of turned me on. She likes it. I like sitcoms too, but um, she started uh, splitting up together with uh yeah yeah jenna fisher mm-hmm. it's pretty good not bad um i'm not sure what direction i haven't watched enough to really understand what they're trying to accomplish the other show uh she really likes is uh the kids are all right mm. which is that new you know big irish catholic family 1970s they're dealing with uh you know things like the vietnam war and the draft and stuff like that it's pretty good so. so it's like a funny this is us yeah kind of <laughs> I haven't seen that but yeah I've watched some of that splitting up together all right that was it for TV yeah that's it <laughs> I haven't even talked yet oh well you got a bunch of TV we'll just do a couple just so I can check off here uh, the Tonight Show Jimmy Fallon's been the host of the Tonight Show for five years they just had his fifth anniversary mm-hmm. and to me it was like that seems like he's been the host of the Tonight Show for 20 years right, too long <laughs> it was episode 1022 so he's on over a thousand episodes wow. in five years well he did do the uh the late show right that maybe yeah. seems like he's been on tv longer but i just happen to i always look to see who's on every night if there's a good i don't normally watch him but if there's a good guest and i saw it was like tina fey ben stiller uh you know they had like several names I'm like well that's a great episode so yeah. I, I i turned it on and they were doing kind of a at the very beginning, it starts, and like you see Higgins, the announcer, talking to the crowd, like a behind-the-scenes shot. I'm like, they don't normally do that. That's weird. Talking about, here's the applause sign. And then Fallon walks out right past a photo of Gary Shandling. I was like, what is happening? This is So they were doing a homage to the Larry Sanders show, basically. Mm. So they were doing a real episode, but they kept going backstage and having little things like right. they were running jokes about hey, he's puffing up a little bit he looks kind of fat don't you think <laughs> and so they're like you know uh, he, he was backstage uh, 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 Robert Irwin was on Steve Irwin's son and it was like him 
you always bring these animals. He was like yelling at him, and then he comes out, and his, <laughs> his mic was on, so the whole audience hears him berate a 15-year-old kid. Right. And so, like, it was just kind of, it was a real show, but also kind of phony. And it was, like, very well done. They put a lot of effort into this as a, you know, as a, yeah, a, a performance. Oh, right. Yeah. And then it, Seth Meyers, right after that, it was his fifth anniversary, too, because he, they premiered yeah. on the same night. And, like, he does his monologue, and it comes back, and he's like, hey, everybody, it's my fifth anniversary. Thanks for watching. We really appreciate it. Okay, next thing. Like, he did, like, <laughs> 20 seconds. It was like, Fallon probably worked for months, you know, coordinating all this, and Seth Meyers was like, eh, whatever. I do love Seth Meyers. Yeah. Closer look. That's one I don't miss. Every, you know, yeah, I, I, I record that one every night. You and save them. I do. I record them. I catalog, <laughs> catalog them. All 1,000 episodes. Cut all the commercials out. Speaking of Steve Irwin... Animal Planet brought the whole family back. Has anyone seen? He's been kind of in the. It was it was it's the anniversary of him dying a couple, right. of, probably a week ago now. Uh, Animal Planet premiered Crikey, It's the Irwins, following his wife, daughter, and son, mm-hmm. and it got huge ratings for them. Like people love Crocodile Hunter, and they would mix footage in. Yeah, you know, they'd show footage of Steve at the beginning, and then it was, like, following them around Australia Zoo and all the, oh, the koala's having a baby, and, you know, mm-hmm. tracking all that stuff, the kind of stuff he used to do on his show. But uh, before this premiered, this was months ago. This They've already done the whole first season, so it premiered a long time ago. But they aired a, a two-hour documentary called The Steve Irwin Story, and it was really excellent, and it kind of chronicled, had a lot of footage of him back, you know, in the early 90s with the long mullet and, like, stuff he was just recording himself, just took a camera out into the bush and was like, oh, here, here's my technique for wrestling Crocs. So it was, it was, I love Steve Irwin and it was, it was excellent. I, it, I guess I've always, like, I, I did too. And I feel like I got all I needed. <laughs> like, it was just like, I mean, I hate to see what happened to the guy. It was just like, I never have felt like. I need to revisit. <laughs> well, we've also he's also been in the news with the PETA thing. Yeah, they tried to use his passing as you know fuel for their oh okay. on his birthday. Yeah, yeah, saying like you know Steve Irwin's not what conservation is about. Well, sorry PETA, screw you because they his parents started Australia Zoo, and it was just like a couple of acres, two two acres like a roadside attraction. Come in and see some koalas and stuff. Mm. And he used his fame and money, and he, you know, he made that Crocodile Hunter Collision Course movie. Yeah, he guest starred on tons of TV shows, and, you know, late night appearances. There were board games and and kids books, and like he merchandised a lot back then. But he he was he didn't he didn't he he didn't you know enrich himself. He used it and turned Australia Zoo into over a thousand acres. He bought conservation. He's bought land all around the world. Of just like, hey, I made a lot of money off this. We're gonna buy some acres in the rainforest or whatever. So he put every dime he made back into conservation. So yeah, for Peter to say to try to besmirch Steve when they got blowback hardcore. That seems so dumb. Yeah. So that didn't work out. Wow. But I liked. I I I grew up watching, you know, Marty Stauffer. You know, Wild America or whatever. Those mm-hmm. I love those shows on PBS. And he, you know, he sat somewhere in a truck in a blind with binoculars on. Be like, oh, look at those majestic creatures over there. <laughs> and it was like that was great when you're a kid. You saw wild animals you didn't see any. And then I got older. I'm like, have you seen this guy? This is crazy. He jumps out of the boat right on. And it's like, no. 
and then you start watching it you're like oh my god this guy's amazing so yeah. it's kind of like that nascar you're hoping for the crash kind of thing when it mm-hmm. starts but he i think well, he I wins you thinking, like leave these animals alone <laughs> that's all i remember just thinking like you just these animals are just hanging out and you're oh i've got to jump out and wrestle it like I never, I d- d- never understood. Yeah, I watch. well, a lot of it needs like some need to be relocated. Like if they're getting too close to populations, and his team mm. will capture the frogs and move them. Sometimes that every week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was watching a clip because you know it was a controversy and everything. But somebody had put a clip up where he was doing an interview somewhere, and he had a snake of some sort, and they're just doing the interview, and he's talking, and you see the snake come up, and it bites him right in the neck <laughs> and he doesn't flinch and he keeps talking and you know the people are kind of freaking out a little bit like oh my gosh he's you know that snake bit you or it's biting you and like this and he's just calm as could be and i'm like nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was a great talk show guest anytime he was on conan he was on mm-hmm. leno a lot just he was always really really great talk show guest <laughs> And, uh, hey, Arrow. Do you ever watch Arrow? Nope. No? Nope. Nobody did? I don't either? No, uh, I've seen a few headlines, a couple clips here and there. Uh, this was a couple weeks ago. They hit episode 150, another anniversary <laughs> episode they had. And they did, because I saw somewhere, it was Kelsey Grammer was going to be on I'm like, what in the world is Kelsey Grammer on Arrow? He was the narrator. They did, like, a documentary footage-style episode uh, someone made the documentary, The Emerald Archer, The Hood and the Rise of Vigilantism. So it was a way, there were a bunch of like talking head interviews, so they brought back a lot of old cast members mm-hmm. or people who had died on the show. It was like, you know, vintage footage of them. So it was a way, you know, if you're a fan of Arrow, you got to see some of your old favorites again. Because they're doing, right now, they're doing a lot of flash forwards. Is that right? Uh, I was, again, this is the first episode I've watched okay. in three okay. seasons. And they showed... Uh, they showed the future, mm-hmm. and Connor Hawk was there. Right. And I got excited, but I'm like, I, he might be on every episode. I don't know. But I was like, hey, they introduced Connor Hawk at least. So Yeah, they introduced him at the point when I was still watching Arrow. Um, but apparently, yeah, they've continued because I think Roy is back. Speedy's back. The, well, the the comic Speedy. and Because he was off the show for a while. And then I've seen the Connor Hawk character and i've seen uh william uh ollie's son you know he was a little kid i've seen him grown up okay and then i saw i was watching a clip where they entered he was holding a gun to this woman it turns out she's like well i'm mia smoke i'm your sister and i was like i have no idea what's happening this show loves (laughs) their cat like yeah they've always had a huge cast but yeah if you're watching arrow and you have more information than we do which you comment, probably do email us let us know do you want us to talk about arrow more or more cw shows uh, and one last thing whiskey cavalier premiered this was mm-hmm. the lauren cohen show who left walking dead to do this show uh, on abc is wednesdays at 10 co-starring scott foley oh from of course felicity CBS's The Unit, another amazing show. You should watch The Unit. Um, so he amazing had, show. The Unit is an amazing show. <laughs> I just wanted to get you to repeat that. It is amazing. It what is, is it about? It is like U.S. Special Forces. Yeah. Uh, created by David Mamet, the playwright, mm. and 
the guy who created the shield sean ryan so very extremely well written an excellent show about these special forces guys and their wives and what the wives have to deal with like back home this is my fault because I just lump all those CBS shows together. All I see is Mark Harmon walking across the room. <laughs> and so he never stands still. He just walks across the room and says something smart alecky. And I'm like, oh, this is garbage. Yeah, this premiered in like the early 2000s and it, it started Robert Patrick. And I was like, Robert Patrick's got a new show. Cool. Mm. That's the only reason I watched it, the first one. And I'm like, holy crap, David Mamet created a TV show? Like they didn't advertise, like a acclaimed playwright. Creator of Glengarry Glenn Ross coming to you, CBS fans. Like that was not <laughs> that was not a selling point. Right. And then you bring in Robert Patrick, Dennis Haysbert, and Scott Foley. Oh, appointment it. television. Dennis Haysbert. But yeah, so this show, Whiskey Cavalier, he's a he's an FBI agent who just got broken up. His girlfriend just broke up with him, and he's acclaimed in the FBI because he's He's very sensitive, and he understands the human side of things. So, like, he can get into people's heads, and he understands the emotion everyone's going through. So she's the exact opposite. And she is a yeah. CIA agent who's, like, no nonsense, has the most captures in CIA history, and, you know, they're up against each other. Oh, and then course. there's a team, a, very, a multiracial team of support staff. They've got the hacker guy, and the you know, there's a, the CIA analyst and there's uh, like the tech guy who creates you know the Q, the James Bond Q figure. Mm, so sounds like Arrow. So it's basically <laughs> set up as one of those kind of shows that could run yeah. for ten years, like any of the CSIs or whatever. Right. I always thought Unit was the uh, fake British military organization that Doctor Who worked for there for a while. Could be. Yeah, <laughs> we don't watch Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Take my word for it. But I was doing I was doing a crossword puzzle a couple weeks ago, and the clue was. Uh, Scott Foley's Felicity character. And I was like, I have not watched that show in 20 years. I have Don't no you, idea. Yeah, but you have the tape. I was like, I have no, <laughs> I have no idea what his name was. What is it? Four letters? Oh, Noel. It just boom. It was there. I was like, uh, Noel and Ben, of course, the love triangle. Like, I, it was. It's all still in my head somewhere. Of, of course, of course. <laughs> it's all right there. I've never watched an episode of Felicity on the tape. It's buried in there somewhere. <sighs> All right, that's so. Was it good? TV. Was it? Was it they had good in? chemistry. I like both those actors, but it was again, it's a pilot, so pilots usually aren't the best. But it was pretty formulaic. I can see every episode will be a new mm. mission they got to yeah. figure out. So, if you're into that kind of show, procedurals, you don't have to watch every episode of. I, yeah. There was some good action. There's some neat set pieces and you know car chases and stuff. Hmm. I know. I saw it uh, had popped up on my Hulu suggestions under the new TV. So. Anyways, okay, we is that it for TV? Yep. We'll move on with some movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under Ruth! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> so it's been a week or so. Jordan, did you watch the Oscars? We talked about we were going to watch the Oscars. Every minute. Every minute. So they started off with Queen playing, get a bunch of elite 
rich people in a room singing We Are the Champions. <laughs> None of them had rhythm. <laughs> no. I did not. How do rich people not have rhythm? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't buy rhythm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. It's stomp, stomp, clap, mm. stomp, stomp, clap. It's not difficult. Yeah. What, what? It just was like, oh, are they really gonna just chant? We are the champions, all Richies. Like eh, something about that. Had you guys seen Adam Lambert with Queen before? I, yeah, I knew he'd been touring with them for yeah, the last he, couple for of years. a while. But I'd seen him a couple times. I think on talk shows with yeah the musical I, guys. I was not impressed with yeah. he's okay yeah i like i i mean i remember him on american idol and he mm-hmm. was good on there but i could i'm i'm not impressed with his uh he's a lot of flash yeah um but the anyway re- the real star of the show is when tina fey amy poehler and Maya rudolph came out not the hosts they weren't, they weren't hosts <laughs> but to me it's like we you were saying that last episode they destroyed the very idea of all the dumb stuff they do during the Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, then we can do a joke like this. They just undercut all that silly stuff. And it's like, there's no need for it. You just said, we're all past that. We all know it's silly. It's a joke. And they basically buried it. So if they if they <laughs> never have a host again, that's fine. Right. The only thing, it would have been nice if they had come back at the end because they really did what a host needed to do for the Oscars. Come out, do a beginning and that's it. You know, we don't need a host ever again. It was so great the way it played out to just have each thing, you know, announced by a different group like they always do without that host garbage in the center. Uh, that worked out so much better. Kept it to just over three hours. Uh, I mean, I like it to be long. I want there to be hours of it, but it's nobody got. Um, Torch the next day for being the awful host of the Oscars like they always do. <laughs> just Green Book just got torched. Yeah, well, I, I I wasn't happy about that, but there's always something I'm not happy about. Uh, I I was mostly happy with the show. It was tons of diversity. Um, we had lots. Of, you know, there's people you, you don't like some winners, you know, and you do like some. So I was happy. Spider Verse was best animated feature. Uh, Olivia Coleman won Best Actress, and, and no one expected that. It was supposed to be Meryl Streep. No, Glenn Close. No, sorry. I always get them mixed up. Glenn Close for uh, The Wife, but and even Olivia Coleman was saying... She gave a extremely charming speech that was obviously not written, and I, that's the best when they can just do it off the cuff, and it's great, you know? Otherwise, Again, when it'd be you're, nice if you write it. When you're done watching the unit... Go watch Peep Show from the BBC. She is amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh! How many episodes of the Unit? That has it was, to be I think like four thousands. Yeah. Oh any any time, I think there's a little difference. Anytime when somebody gets up there and they're kind of befuddled and they have that British accent, I think it's just a <laughs> oh, the British are a naturally befuddled people. Yes. That's yes. like a Hugh Grant type. Uh, oh dear. Regina King won. Best Supporting Actress. Spike Lee got his first Oscar, and he was super hyped about it. And Samuel Jackson was super hyped. They, I mean, I just loved watching that. It was just like they, I like to see these people get excited about something. What, what, you know, it's like what more could you want out of your life? You've got everything, so it's nice to see them get, you know, want something. Some people not getting it. And I, I very much liked. And we talked. There wasn't one real consensus winner, so it kind of spread out. I think it said this is one of the first times. 
something from every best picture winner it won something right. whether it was costumes or whatever like it was very spread out throughout the night it wasn't just titanic every you know every category yeah. who won best leading actor the teeth mr teeth dr teeth is that his name rami malik yeah rami malik yeah maybe there is something to that movie i don't know <laughs> i i mean i i was well, like I said, there's things I don't like winning. Cliff, this is beneath you. <laughs> no, I, I, don't stir that, the pot. I, I, he, he, he brought it up. I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. We're going to get more emails. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, when Sha- they performed Shallow, um, yeah. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, that was phenomenal, first off. The way they shot it behind them. And, man, I thought they were going to do it. Did you know the guy? He sat down beside her, and there was so much chemistry. I was like, mm, "His girlfriend is right out there." <laughs> like, talk about Temptation Island. <laughs> but I was just thinking, I was like, "This guy, you know, like, I, I honestly thought, you know, earlier in the year that um, Stars Born was going to win a bunch of stuff besides song." And I, I originally was not too thrilled about it, but as the year went on, I was like, it actually was. I would have been a lot happier with it winning than some other things that won. But I feel like uh, just look at it. he sings, he did this performance, he directed that, did all this great acting, and Rami Malek slaps some teeth in and lip syncs, and boom, he wins the best actor. Whatever. Um, so Cliff, salty. You, you get equal time to respond. So salty. <laughs> He was wonderful. And well, he's going to be the new villain in the Bond franchise, so it's going to be Jaws. Yeah, yeah, he said Jaws exactly. He's going to put in some metal teeth. Yeah. So do you you saw Green Book? Or you didn't see Green Book? No, I did not see. You didn't Green see Book. Green Book. Okay. So there was a lot of, of course, it caught a lot of heck because we talked about this before. Just it's just dated the concept of the movie is dated well it's a lot like we talked about bohemian rhapsody like it made people feel good right so when you left the theater you felt good about america and we're we're making progress right. and racial equality is getting closer so i can see there's nothing wrong with that if you right. liked it it made you feel good great but i've also heard again i haven't seen it i can't i'm not going to criticize it but it just seemed like one of those old timey yeah like there's we've moved beyond that and i to me it looked like you know people share the memes on facebook that are like you know a cop bought a black kid a bicycle so he could get to his job at wendy's yeah and people share those and feel so good about themselves oh yeah that racism is fixed yeah and to me green book is the movie version of that (laughs) it is a, a little snippet in time that's probably not even true factually Right. Oh, they didn't. Yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes about the making of that movie. And like they, the main character. Well, actually, when Mahershala Ali found out, he didn't even realize I'm not the main guy in this movie. You know, until, until later after after the movie's been done, he's like, oh, it's not about me. It's about what great this white savior did for me. You know? It's all about Vigio Mortenstein. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's one of those things that. People just don't think about and think like, oh, this is feel good. The racist and the person having racism inflicted upon them. If they just get along, yeah, everything's fine. But anyway, again, whatever. I don't have good. any problems with it. Won, whatever. Yeah. If people like it, great. Like I said, there's always going to be something I don't like that won. 
but there wasn't, I don't think, anything too egregious. I just had the nagging feeling, and it, there was no way this was ever going to happen. I shouldn't have even thought it. But Black Panther won two awards. It won costuming award yeah. and production design. And I thought between two speeches, someone could say the name Jack Kirby oh. <laughs> for creating the costume, creating the designs of Wakanda and mm. the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But I know, I know the costume <laughs> designer that did never, you know, that's not even a thing. Right. But I thought that would have been a nice bone to throw out. I wondered if they'd even put Stan in the In Memoriam yeah. segment. I thought I could see, you know, he's not really a movie I guy. did see somebody say, why didn't, you know, they, it's, he died, you know, like they could have said, hey, everybody in the crowd here who's played a character created by Stan Lee, stand up. Have you been reading my dream journal? <laughs> Yeah, was that you that said that? Yes. Okay. I had a I dream the night of the say. Oscars because I've been thinking about that. I was thinking, ah, oh, if Kirby would have got a shout out, that would have been wonderful. And then I, I was like, are they even gonna? After that, I was like, are they even gonna mention Stan Lee? I was already had a chip yeah, on my shoulder, right. and then they did. And I thought, oh, half the people in that room have been, you know, a Stan Lee character. And I had a dream that night about the Oscars that they did that. Somebody just came up to the mic and was like, before we continue, who here has played a character yeah. from, you know, created by Stan Lee? And there was just a round of applause, and everyone was. Really or yeah, happy. if somebody said, would have said anything you know, with the Spider Verse thing, it was, anyway, yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah, they didn't even. Did they mention Lee or Dick Taylor? I don't think I, so. I, yeah. Anyway, still a long way to go in the uh, comic book. You know, it was probably they probably had trouble reading those credits with their names. They were so blurry. <laughs> Here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> Always contrarian, Cliff. Ugh. Uh, anyway, whatever it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, what else movies? I don't know. I don't really have anything. I watched some stuff on uh, so a few more that I hadn't caught last year. I had driven to Athens one at one point last year to watch Burning. This I think it's a Korean movie, and I got there, watched twenty minutes, and the power went out. So I was like, I didn't get to. Never saw the rest of it, so it was on streaming, or uh, yeah, I rented it or whatever, and watched it, and it was pretty good. It's good, good. It's got a uh, Stephen Young in it, and he played like this really creepy guy, and it was, I it's it, to say anything about it would spoil it, but I, I really enjoyed it. And then there was the movie that got um, a lot of talk with Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? Um, it was it was very good, and. Um, that's about it. Hmm. Anybody else watching? Yeah, I was trying to get to sleep last night and couldn't find anything to watch, so I queued up the old Last Jedi and sat there and watched it for two hours. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch it again. Yeah, I was, I've been on a well, of course with all that news about <laughs> you've been on a Star Wars yeah, Disney. Yeah, just uh, overload okay, this yeah. week. So okay, so streaming. Yep. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Violence in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. <laughs> where where shall we start? I'll, uh, I only have one thing, so I'll okay. just say it real quick. I watched yeah. that uh, Mark Duplass movie with Ray Romano called Paddleton on Netflix right yeah. now. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, about a guy dying and... Not Ray Romano, the other guy. Right. Yeah. Ray's, they just kind of 
they just live one lives above the other in an apartment complex and they just are friends because they live there and spend a lot of time together and one guy's dying and just how they deal with that and they both did a really good job it's kind of one of those mumblecore you know movies where they just make up the dialogue as they go along and I'm cut out all the garbage and it, but it was really good we, I like we it. should do that yeah <laughs> we should cut out our garbage yeah. but it, I really enjoyed it so well Jordan did you end up finishing the Umbrella Academy I did in October 1989 43 women around the world gave birth none of these women had been pregnant when the day first began I have adopted six such children gifted with abilities I give you the Umbrella Academy Okay. It was, what, 10 episodes yeah. total? Mick went on a tirade today, by the way. His girlfriend made him watch that. Yeah. <laughs> he did not like it. Really? Now, we, last we left, you were you had watched like 10 minutes, and you're like, I'll see if I hear anything good. So, yeah. Seth, did you? Oh, no, I didn't watch okay. it anymore. Okay. The world ends in eight days. I have no idea how to stop it. I'll put on a pot of coffee. Now, Jordan, you have read some of the comics. Uh, all of the time. All of, oh, okay. Well, but it's well. been it's been a long time. Yeah. So I was a little bit I uh, needed a refresher, of course. And this the series obviously the series obviously cut, cut out that garbage when okay. I hit the mic. No problem. The series uh, series obviously changed a lot because the comics are very gothy, weird. Well, there's no music in the comics, right? And this. From what I've heard, this is like <laughs> the music, fight to music. The music is killer. The it music is, is terrific. Is. And I had mentioned, um, I, I first off, I finished it before you guys. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought for a Netflix show, it's not big name superheroes. I thought this is pretty good. And there are characters I want to see more of. You know, num- uh, number five was great. Um, I like the kid actor in it. He was, you know, most, again, most kid actors aren't terrific. Yeah. But he, like, I bought that he was like a 50-year-old man in a kid's right, body. Like, right. he, he was very good. Like, this yeah. kid, we might see him go places, hopefully. Um, but I really enjoyed him. I My favorite of, I think most people, I'm guessing, would probably say uh, that um, the seance character... Uh, Luther, or not Luther, um, Klaus. Klaus uh, was probably the best. I believe the line reading of the year to beat now <laughs> is from Klaus saying, Maybe they're here for Kenny's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That, the way he delivered that yeah. line killed me. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, not really a spoiler, but. Yeah. But had, <laughs> had the Umbrella Academy just been Klaus. I would have watched the whole thing just for him. Um, That's so funny. Like I'm just having not really watched. It. I know what character you're talking about, but I heard some people talking like he is a hated character. Oh, I loved him, uh, but it's that sort of you know he 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 comes he begins the show as a drug addict. Yeah. yeah. But you learn sympathy for him as you know he's using the drugs to keep these voices that right. Way. So yeah. you get. I can see, he, and he he's very annoying. He's not, you know, he's he's mouthy and he's he's selfish yeah. and he steals and lies. You know, it's he's not an easy character to like. Right. But 
yeah, it's just interesting. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm getting but, this yeah, stuff. Between the line about Kenny's birthday party <laughs> and him driving the <laughs> driving the ice cream truck, <laughs> I was just it's like, that's all I need right there. Um, the only part that really bothered me was the space boy Luther. He, I, I did I tell you t- that I thought he was Archie Andrews oh, level yeah. dumb. Yeah, yeah, and I could not stand him. It was you had mentioned, you know, in the comics. Oh, he had a had a gorilla, an ape body. Yeah, that was a spoiler, I guess. I didn't yeah. know that was a reveal later in the season. <laughs> well, but. I'd watched the first couple episodes, and I was like, well, he's real big, but that's not, you know, maybe yeah. they just made him big. And then, of course, you know, we see it later on. that. Uh, yeah, the comic is much more comic booky. Yeah. They all use their code name. I don't know if they ever use the code names. I don't think they maybe did. Maybe once or twice, or you see a sign, like, go mm-hmm. Space Boy, but, you know, the <laughs> comics... Yeah, the comics lean into that hardcore mm-hmm. with more you know, super villain action and code names and costumes and you know the show scaled back on that a little bit. I don't know which is the right way Just to go. Just making it more mainstream. How many episodes are there? Of it? Ten. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, watching it, I, I had the same thought when the comic first premiered. This is Gerard Way, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, and I thought, okay, it's a rock star wanting to be a comic book writer, and he always, oh, I grew up reading comics. I love comics, but everyone says that. And I read it. I'm like, this was really well done. Yeah. So I that's why I kept reading and kept buying them as they came out. Like, he won me over. And the show starts, and I'm like, is this just a rock star working through his daddy issues <laughs> using a you know a streaming contract? You know, because it is very much, I'm special and no one recognizes it. I'll show you, daddy. Right. Like that kind of, you know, I like think a lot of artists have issues with <laughs> their childhood and stuff. So there's a little bit of that emo you can see where the the music comes yeah. from, but yeah. I thought they did it really well. It's pretty universal. I love the Agnes character. Yeah, as like a love interest. When do you ever see a middle aged woman yeah. as a love interest? And she was just very innocent and sweet. I was like, it wasn't like an eighteen year old girl he swept off his feet right. and took away. Right, like, right, right. no, this is like he. They found mutual attraction between yeah. each other. Just two normal people. I was like, that was terrific. Yeah, very good. I really, um, I, I went back, watched a few of the episodes a couple times. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fresh for Netflix, and um, I, I'm, you know, pumped for see. I don't expect much for from season two. I was like, if this is all I get, I'm happy with that. But uh, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens now. But there was some stuff like many Netflix shows that it, it, it dragged in places, and mm-hmm. like the, the the whole core of the show is. The apocalypse is going to happen in like a week's time, and then there's all these side missions and like, well, we should go do this. Well, I'd rather do this. Like, there's no sense of like, you guys got to do something now. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of lollygagging, and it's like, this is. I don't feel the urgency here. Yeah, so. that's why I kind of saw it. You said ten episodes. I'm like, ah, yeah. The only I bet they didn't need ten episodes <laughs> to do well, this. Well, the only character that really stays on mission is five. Yeah. He, yeah. you know, he is the driving force. He knows he's the one that knows it's going to happen, and he's not really. I like how he wasn't really trying to convince his brothers and sisters that it yeah, was going to happen. Yeah. He was just like, "This is going to happen. I'm going to stop it. I don't care what you guys are doing." So I might try to watch a little of it. Sounds good. Uh, the only other thing I was going to mention, I was telling Jordan today. I think my I have a new. Ma- a new favorite show. You need to sit down, Seth, because this 
This is like big news. <laughs> but he likes Doom Patrol. Yes. <laughs> more. You have to say it. More I can't than legends? It. it means more when I hear it from I be- It sounds like, I mean, this is no surprise to me because this sounds like legend. It's just the same yeah. show. Well, so if you I, like it more, I believe it. I told Jordan today, I said, in three episodes, I think they've taken what I love about legends. All the weird, mm. funny, quirky little things that happen, these oddball characters, and they have just multiplied it by 100. And I know these are old, you know, Silver Age characters or whatever. Um, but to see them on screen, I thought I was going to not like Brendan Fraser. Um as robot man it just seemed kind of silly but he is like the star of the show for me he is his one-liners are so great <clears throat> and it's you know he's it's kind of sad too he's he can't feel anything he's a robot you know, he's, he's a brain in a robot body he can't feel anything um but so far they've they've introduced cyborg who you know ever said well he's should be on titans but they've introduced Cyborg, and he's the um, the reputable superhero. He's a superhero in training, more or less. And wrote in the last episode, you know, he's he's got this goal of Justice League 2020. He's going to be in the Justice League by 2020. And Robot Man just harasses him incessantly about, you know, just these little well do you think aquaman would have done it that way oh do you know batman (laughs) and just just to irritate the bejesus out of him and it is wonderful but all the characters you know these are very all the characters have had some sort of tragic accident that's you know put them away from society they either look weird or have a weird power of some sort that they can't control the only one that really looks normal all the time is Crazy Jane, who has 64 different personality, and each personality has a different superpower. And she has no control over any of them. They just come and go um, unpredictably, and you never know who's going to show up. But um, it's got a show with a farting donkey that is a window to another dimension. I mean, right there, how, how do you get wrong with that? It's great. <laughs> and they... Well, I don't want to spoil too much. We're only three episodes in. Yeah, you already spoiled yeah, donkey. Just, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. yeah. And now we know there's a donkey show. So, <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm I'm glad it's great because these shows Everything is good. It'll be great. <laughs> That's right. But like DC's asking a lot of people to subscribe and pay money. Yeah. Just for this stuff, and if it's just fine, if it's yeah. CW yeah. level, like the Titan show was. It was okay. Like, I mean, so it was these fine. to me, these shows Good have a higher a higher bar. They need to be great yeah. and worth the investment. Absolutely, and with you know high, it gives me high expectations of like Swamp Thing coming out. You know, um, because the service it's not really that expensive by itself. But you know, like we were talking earlier, when you start adding up your Netflix, your Hulu, you know, maybe you have CBS um, streaming or you which we have to get. Right. Because of freaking Twilight Zone. I'm so mad. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, well, we're going to make our best shows. We're gonna, you just, we're not going to be on TV. And then you got to do a patron for all your favorite podcasts. You gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. Add that's that. exactly. the first thing, even. That's what sucks. Exactly. But you got to do it. You got to budget. <laughs> budget that out. Yeah, you really have to kind of nail it. You know, this month I'll get this, yeah, and the next the month I'll yeah, pay Kapow. Auto, and automatically taken out of your account. That's right. That's right. That's easy. At least it's easy. <laughs> As if, yeah. So, yeah, uh, the service as a whole, we haven't talked much about it, but um, there are a lot of older television shows and specials that you can't get anywhere else. There are a lot of digital, if you like digital comics, and, you know, we're not huge fans of digital comics, really, um, but it does offer them, and they change quite a bit depending on what, movie is in theaters what new shows premiering on whatever network um they kind of coincide and i'm guessing disney's watching pretty closely to Me see too. what's working what's not and they're gonna iron out whatever bugs this thing has disney's gonna perfect it yeah and it's just it's gonna launch seamlessly exactly well disney- because disney does no wrong obviously <laughs> but <laughs> well disney did make the announcement they were gonna spend more money than netflix is on their new service so more money than netflix has been spending on their content disney is going to blow it out of the water so if apple ever gets their crap together <laughs> they've got more money than anybody so yeah so yeah there's you know it's going to be instead of the the old monday night war or the late night uh, wars of the 90s we're going to have these streaming wars now I yeah. think and so you're gonna have to get, I'm going to I'm gonna have to cut the cord yeah. if I'm going to be able to afford yeah. all these uh, streamings but yeah um, Doom Patrol man it, it it's great I really really can't say enough good things about it just as a as a series it's it, it's adult but um, it, it's not overly vulgar it's hilarious there's a lot of action and the, you know just oddball characters that i love it's just too bad that not everybody's going to be able to see all these different things like i mean one of us has seen that show yeah <laughs> well that's where you know a, a thriving patreon account could come in it certainly would help that we could afford all these things we could put that money towards subscriptions yeah so we just, could tell you about it because you could, won't be able to afford you won't be able <laughs> to, to afford it, it. <laughs> but you'll be helping us enter, entertain you by we'll describe everything that uh, happens. yeah just like riverdale yeah we'll assume you can't afford cw coming up all right that's it we did it yeah hey hmm Hey. I got hey. so, Remember that episode of The Office when the uh, the the guy comes in to install the new tel- uh, telephone system mm-hmm. that would virtually replace Pam her entire job, right? And he comes in and he he's been there several times and everything. He's like, "Was Michael Michael Scott here? You know, I, I'm here to change the phone." And you know, she's worried about her job and and Jim walks over and he can't think of anything else to do, so he just gives that. Hey! <laughs> then Michael comes out of the office. He goes. He just kind of looks at him real funny. He goes. Hey! <laughs> the guy just ends up walking out. He's like, these, these people are nuts. That could be our new sign off. That's hey. <laughs> so yeah, um, plugs a little bit. Uh, go listen to Seth on Cardboard 
podcast um 28 minute mark you can find us at the kapow podcast on twitter uh facebook kapow the pop culture podcast email us at kapow the pop culture podcast at gmail.com we're on podbean google play itunes leave a five-star review um we'll be handing out flyers at last weekend's classic plastic yes getting your delorean and (laughs) head right over there and probably do something this summer at river city comic arts festival i'm guessing yeah we'll do a panel or a trivia game or something fun you can come meet us yeah all right thank you for listening everyone we'll be back soon my name's jordan lou i'm cliff barnes i'm seth bye forever Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Michael Scott, manager. Hi, how are you? Oh, hey. hi. Nice to meet you. Great. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Whew, I can assure you we don't need a new system, though. Happy oh. with ours. Hello, may I help you? Jimbo. Jim. Hey. Hey. That was funny. Let's go do it to somebody else. Hey!